You're listening to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. We all have leadership within us. And once we understand how to challenge perceived limitations, we're able to influence those we're leading. Josh is a leadership coach, trainer, and speaker. He's also a veteran of the United States Air Force with over 20 years of leadership experience. Are you ready to transform your leadership skills by tapping into unrecognized potential to achieve limitless results? Let's get ready for liftoff. It's time to go from great to greater. Here's Josh in today's episode. Welcome to the Josh Parnell Leadership Podcast. Each episode, I try to bring you new ideas, new insights, and new information regarding all things leadership. So whether it's guests who bring incredible information or topics we can all relate to, if you enjoy this podcast, I think you'll enjoy my new book coming out in January titled Leading a Legacy, which dives into how we can live today to make an impact for tomorrow. You can pre-order today and receive a signed copy of the book along with a free ebook with your purchase if you order from my website, which is thebeardedleader.com. So go to www.thebeardedleader.com to order today. Now, thank you for being here. Let's get into today's episode titled Affecting Change. I really can't think of a better time to talk about change uh, given the fact that we're about to embark on a new year. Of course, uh, the end of 2023 is is coming to a close. And so my hope is that you had a fantastic year, but the good news is whether you did or didn't, 2024 is going to be a new one. And so you have an opportunity to make 2024 your best year yet. So to kick things off, I want to uh, begin with a question. And the question is, would you rather that I give you $1 million in cash, tax-free, might I add, but $1 million in cash, or I give you one penny that's going to duplicate in value each day over the course of the next 30 days. So just to clarify, what I mean by this is today it's a penny, tomorrow it's two cents, on day three it's four cents, day four it's eight cents, and then 16 cents, 32 cents, and so forth and so on. So would you take the million dollars in cash or would you take the penny? For a lot of us, we're initially thinking, well, this is a no-brainer. I'm going to take a million dollars in cash because Think about, think about all the things I can do with a million dollars in cash. So whether the math adds up or not, I can still do a whole lot with a million dollars. But the reality is at the end of 30 days, would you believe that that penny actually turns into $5.3 million? And this is an example of the compound effect. And here's how it works. When you duplicate that penny over the course of each day for the next 30 days, it, it slowly and incrementally increases. And we don't see a lot of the change right away, but we see a significant change at the end of the process because by day 10, we're only at $5.12. So 10 days ago, we could have had a million dollars, but instead we only have five bucks. 10 days later at day 20, we're only at $5,242. So again, very small changes over the course of the first 20 days, but here's where the real magic happens because on day 27, we're sitting at $671,000, which means on day 28, we're going to double that number to get 1.3 and some change, 1.3 million and some change. And then by day 30, we're already at $5.3 million. And this is the compound effect. The compound effect is when we do a lot of the small things and we're consistent in the small things to make significant change. A lot of us overestimate what we can accomplish in one month, but we underestimate what we can accomplish in a year. 
And for a lot of us, as we're getting into the the end of 2023, into the beginning of the new year, we're thinking about what changes we're going to be making moving into 2024. We're thinking about potential New Year's resolutions. Uh, you know, if, if we're going to be a New Year's resolutioner this year, um, let, let's step into the, the, the most common resolution. Uh, studies show that statistically speaking, about a quarter of Americans, uh, 25% of Americans uh, want to lose weight and eat healthy. And so that's, that's always the most common New Year's resolution, to lose weight and eat healthy. So let's say we're going to jump into the 25% of Americans who are going to lose weight and eat healthy uh, for next year. So what are the, the steps that we're going to take in order to get there? So immediately we're thinking, okay, what do I need to do differently that I'm not currently doing in order to really affect change for myself, for my family, for my community next year? If I'm going to lose weight and eat healthy, that's a significant change I can make. I'm going to uh, purchase a gym membership. Okay, so right now I don't go to the gym. I don't have a gym membership. So I'm going to spend money on something I don't currently do, but I'm going to, I'm going to purchase a gym membership. In addition to that, I'm going to uh, you know, empty out my fridge, empty out my freezer, my pantry, with, uh, you know, replace it with a lot of quality, healthy foods, you know, organic, non-GMA, uh, or non-GMO rather, non-GMO grass-fed, uh, calorie-free, carb-free, sugar-free, uh, taste-free food that is going to be okay. We're going to grin and bear it because, hey, new year, new me, right? New year, new me. I'm making a change. I've been talking about it for a long time. I'm finally going to be walking the talk in 2024. And so we're making all these changes in, in preparation for more changes to come. Uh, you know, we're not done though. We're not done prepping ourselves. We're going to purchase some supplements to kind of get us kickstarted on our weight loss journey. We're going to buy some new clothes, some new shoes, because here's the thing. Google doesn't need to tell me this. I already know this. If I buy new shoes, I can actually run faster and jump higher with new shoes. So I'm buying new clothes, new shoes, because, you know, look good, feel good, new year, new me. That's the mindset I have going into this. It's a lot of work, a lot of prep work, getting into the real work coming up. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I found a treadmill on Craigslist and guess what? I bought it. I purchased that treadmill. And so I'm, I'm doing some things to prep myself for a new year. So now we're going to get into the new year. Now we've done a lot of things leading up to 2024. Now let's start affecting change. Now let's actually start waking up early. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to do some meal prepping. We're going to work out. We're going to do all these things that we're not commonly doing, not currently doing. We're going to replace some sugary drinks, some alcoholic drinks with more water this year. We're going to start eating less fried foods, more uh, less or, or less sugary foods rather. Um, and so these are all the changes that we're making. And so the first week goes by and it's like, hey, you know what? I've already gone through this, a, you know, a full week. I'm waking up early. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a little more challenging, but not as challenging as I thought. I've been going to the gym. I've been working out. I've been doing my thing. Things are working. And I'm like, you know what? I can actually do it. I can actually make 2024 my best year yet. I'm really going to lose weight and eat healthy this year. And so a few more days go by and we're still doing it. But, you know, it's not as easy. You know, it th things things happen. Life happens. You know, we got soccer practice. We got to take the kids to. We got cheerleading practice. We got to take the kids to. We got things going on. And so, you know, we we, we leave work. We we, you know, we leave work one, one evening to go to a, a dance recital and, um, you know, so we didn't meal prep for that night, but that's okay. You know, we're going to swing through Chick-fil-A on the way home, and that's okay because Chick-fil-A is the Lord's meal. It is the closest thing to you know, to angels on earth, those Chick-fil-A employees. And so they're going to give us some of that fried chicken and goodness, but that's okay. It's only one time, right? 
well, you know, that, that food is settling pretty nice all of a sudden in my stomach. And, you know, the next morning I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll go and hit that snooze button one time today, maybe two times. I'm not going to wake up as early as I, as I have been. Let me go and just skip the gym just for today and, then I'll, and, and I'll, I'll start again tomorrow. But we know a lot of times tomorrow doesn't always happen, right? And so we get into our, our, our norm, you know, what, what was our norm. We're, we're kind of falling back into our old norm. And, you know, a couple more days go by and, uh, and then a week goes by, two weeks go by. And all of a sudden, we're kind of finding ourselves back to how things used to be. You know, we're, we're, we're not meal prepping like we used to. Um, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not eating as well as we were the first week or so of the, the new year. Um, we're, we're sleeping in some. And what happens is we just kind of fall back into our old ways. And the, the problem with, with what we began to do or what we began to try to do is we try to do a lot of things at once to make a radical, significant, 180-degree change almost overnight. But now we find ourselves, the treadmill that we bought, we, we're hanging clothes on the treadmill. We're not even using that treadmill anymore. I mean, the new clothes we spent money on, the new, the gym membership we spent money on, we made a lot of prep work changes. And then when we get into the actual work on how to take action and the motivation and the confidence and stuff will often follow, but we're taking action. But all of a sudden that, that action doesn't, it's not sustainable. And it's not sustainable because we're not used to it. And for a lot of us, this is where we fall short. Um, a lot of New Year's resolutioners don't make it uh, past the first month, um, let alone the entire year. In fact, there is actually a day in the year called Quitter's Day. And Quitter's Day falls on the second Friday in January. So there's literally a day called Quitter's Day because statistically speaking, over half of the people who began New Year's resolutions will have already quit their resolutions by Quitter's Day. So think about Quitter's Day. Think about all the changes we were trying to make and now let's go back to the penny chart for a second because I mentioned on the penny chart by day 10, we're only at $5.12. And by day 20, we're only at $5,242. And so this is the same kind of concept. Think about uh, if, if the second Friday in January, um, uh, if we're thinking about the second Friday in January as Quitter's Day, that's typically you know in between days like 10 and 14 of the new year, of the new year right so if, if if we're looking at day 10 or day 14 of the new year and and comparing that to the penny chart we're only at a, at you know 5 bucks 10 bucks 20 dollars right but had we kept on going had we had we kept on being consistent in the little things the little changes not all at once necessarily but just one or two changes how much progress would we, would we have seen in a year's time? For a lot of us, the struggle that we that we encounter is we we quit when it's when it's too early. We quit when uh, we're we're facing resistance. We're feeling that challenge. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. Um, it's it's certainly not easy. But we want to embrace the discomfort. Growth and comfort cannot coexist together, and so we want to get comfortable being uncomfortable as we get into the new year. We want to develop some habits. We want to develop some habits that will allow us to overcome any obstacles that we're experiencing, any challenges that are coming our way. And for a lot of us, we, we hear the term habits and we think about how many days it takes to form a habit. That's, kind of, that's been a question that's been around for forever. How many days does it take to form a habit? And a lot of people will say 21, 30, sometimes just seven. But Right now, studies are showing it takes on average about 66 days to form a habit. And so 
it, of course, it depends on what habit we're talking about. It, it, a, a lot of factors play a fact. A lot, of, a lot of factors go into this as well because you know your environment can play a a pretty strong factor. I mean, if I'm trying to lose weight and eat healthy, and I'm surrounding myself with people who are already losing weight and eating healthy, then I'm going to have a, a better chance of forming a habit on how to lose weight and eat healthy. But if I'm trying to do this, and the people around me in my life um, are not pursuing the same goals. Uh, in addition, they might they might even be giving me a hard time for trying to pursue these goals that I'm that I'm trying to make a significant change in. Well, then obviously it's going to take me uh, a bit longer um, to to form the habit. And so, um, if if we're thinking about habits, we got to be be mindful of the fact that regardless of the day, we're always forming habits because we can tell ourselves, hey, if it takes 66 days to form a habit, that means I'm going to be uh, working very hard on this for 66 days. So at day 30, I only have 36 days left. And day 40, I only have 26 days left. And day 60, I got six days left. And then guess what? I'm done, right? I'm done with my habit. Wrong. That's not how it works. In the, rea in, in the real world, we're always forming habits. Habits are not a finish line to be crossed. They're a lifestyle to be lived. And if we have this mindset of it only takes me X amount of days to form this habit, by that day, I'm going to just decide to not focus on the habit anymore. Well, when I decide to stop focusing on that habit, it's no longer a habit. So we're always forming habits. We're always developing those habits that we formed. And the, the way we can kind of paint this picture is thinking about the letter J. And, and what I'm going to describe to you is called the J curve. So if, you, if you're thinking about the letter J, and, and there is a, a lower end of the J, of course, and a higher end of the letter J, and this is the equivalent of going from good to great. We're trying to, to start, we're starting at the lower end of the J, but we're trying to get to great, to the higher end of the J. And whenever we're trying new things, there's, there's anything, anything that we're doing that, that a change is involved in, it's going to look different than it did before. And so when we're working through the J curve, what we should be expecting is an inevitable dip in success and accuracy and productivity and efficiency. So if you're watching this episode on YouTube, you can see me literally kind of motioning what, what this J curve looks like. So you have this letter J and you're starting here and we are going to be facing this inevitable dip in the J curve. And for a lot of us, what happens is we get down in this dip and we really are facing that resistance, that challenge, those obstacles. We're not used to this. Remember, growth and comfort can't coexist together. So we're trying to get comfortable being uncomfortable, but a lot of us quit on day 10 at $5.12. A lot of us quit on the second Friday in January on Quitter's Day. What we're not doing is going through something to grow through something. We've got to keep on going. We've got to be consistent. And it's easier to be consistent when we're focusing on one behavior change at a time or one habit at a time. When we're focusing on behavior changes, keep in mind that statistics will tell us that if we're only focusing on one and only one behavior change at one time, we have an 85% success rate in achieving that change. But if we try to implement two changes at the exact same time, that 85% drops all the way down to 40%. And if we're trying to change three behaviors at the exact same time, we only have a 5% success rate. So let's go back to this New Year's resolution that we created. We're talking about losing weight and eating healthy. So we're buying a gym membership. That's new. 
We're replacing all the food that we that we eat. That's new. We're replacing the drinks that we drink. That's new. We're buying new clothes. We're buying treadmills. We're buying all these things. And now we're waking up early. We're going to the gym. We're getting comfortable being uncomfortable, or at least we're trying to. We're, we're eating differently. We're doing all these things differently. And at the end of the day, it's just not sustainable. Going back to the one behavior change, 85% is, is the success rate if we're only focusing on one. And here we are trying to do all these things at the same time. So as we get into the new year, as you're getting into 2024, my encouragement to you is to think about one. Think about one change you're going to make and focus on that one change and don't quit. Don't quit. You cannot fail if you don't quit. So when you're going through the behavior change, again, 85% for one, 40% for two, three, uh, 5% for three. But be mindful of how when you're, when you're affecting change, it's going to take time. We cannot make this happen overnight. Rome was not built in a day. It's going to take some time. It might take significantly longer than 66 days. But the good news is you're always going to be evolving. You're always going to be seeking continuous improvement. You're always going to be forming habits. So as you're setting goals for the year, a lot of us are setting goals on, I'm going to lose weight and eat healthy. That's the goal. The steps that I need to take, what are those steps? Because our, our, our focus should actually be shifting from the end in mind, which is losing weight and eating healthy, to the steps I need to take in order to get there. And while we're focusing on those steps, be mindful of the intentionality that you can focus on just one, just one step, then take the next step, then the next step. I mentioned it earlier, but the biggest step that any of us can make is simply taking action. And for a lot of us, we're expecting to feel ready and prepared and motivated and have confidence before we take action. But when we take action, motivation tends to follow. Confidence tends to follow. But the steps that you need to be taking in order to achieve the goals that you're setting require action. So choose your hard. Growth and comfort, again, cannot coexist. Our mind tells us to go to the gym, but our feelings tell us to stay in bed. Our mind tell us to read that book, but our feelings tell us to binge watch that TV show. Our mind will tell us to invest that bonus in savings, but our feelings tell us to go on that vacation. So choose your hard. What do you need to do in order to go from good to great this year? What do you need to go in order to, or what do you need to do in order to go through that J curve and grow through that J curve? So that's all I have for you today, folks. Hope you enjoyed this episode on affecting change. Don't forget Change begins with you. You are your best accountability partner. I'm, I'm encouraging you to find people, find mentors, find coaches, find people in, who you're willing to speak truth into you in your life, but you are your greatest accountability partner. And I believe in you. 2024 can be and will be your best year yet if you choose to take action. So every episode, we look to transform our leadership skills by tapping into unrecognized potential to achieve limitless results. If you haven't done so, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss, miss another episode. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review. And one more reminder to head on over to my website, thebeardedleader.com to pre-order your signed copy of Leading a Legacy today. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great day. Don't forget to smile today. Tell your loved ones how much they mean to you. I'm Josh Parnell reminding you to keep leading well.